Hello, welcome to Why Not Me. In life, we face many trials and obstacles, many challenges, and in the thick of it, we can be tempted to think, why me? But every obstacle presents an opportunity and every trial can bring triumph. So I want to encourage you to adapt a mindset of, why not me? When, when in the middle of it, when things are tough, look around and think, why not me? It's, it's happening for a purpose. And then when success is at your doorstep and all you have to do is open it, you may find yourself hesitating, questioning, is this for me? Do I deserve this? And I wanna encourage you to adapt a mindset of why not me? Throw the door open wide, shout to the world, why not me? Embrace your success. I'm your coach, Todd Halls. I'm grateful to have you on this journey. Welcome to Why Not Me. Hello, hello. Welcome, everybody, to Why Not Me, turning trials into triumphs, seeking and embracing success. I'm your host, Coach Todd Halls. Super excited to have you with me today and very excited for our guest. Our guest today is Rachel Boardman. And I met Rachel initially through PPL, the podcast Profit Lab, where she uh, she is a coach. And then she was kind enough to have me on on her podcast, the the S word, and S as in stories. And it's called that because Rachel is a master storyteller, and that that's one of her many gifts. So there's a host of other things about Rachel that uh, we're going to learn about. And with that, Rachel, give us some background. Tell us a little bit more about you. Okay, cool. Um, yeah, thanks for the awesome intro, first off. Um, it's always great to get to chat to you again. It's, you know, every now and again we get on these calls and it's like, ah, it's always, it's, it's, it's so fun. Um, so me, um, I, in case you haven't noticed from my accent, I am not American. I am from over the pond, over in um, sunny England. Well, it's sunny right now anyway. Um, I'm from a place called Manchester. You might have heard of it. Um, I was not the typical entrepreneur route um i did the whole college or what i call university because it's called university over here so i did eight years at university i got a phd in preclinical oncology and at the end of that i was like i don't know what i want to do um i was like i know i don't want to do this but i have no idea what i want to do um at that point so i had a bunch of i did some interviews um, for like different jobs. I thought I wanted to be a science writer. So um, be the people that like write up the um, like the papers for, for scientists once they've done the research. I thought that was the way that I wanted to go. Um, and I had this, I remember I had this one interview. Um, I went and I had this big assessment day. There was like, you had to do some tasks. You had to like do a, a writing task because obviously it's a, it's a writing job. Um, and then you had to do an interview. And like the, a couple of days later, they rang me up and they were like, oh, yeah, you did really well on the the, the assessment stuff on the interview, but you failed the, the writing task. So we can't take you on. Otherwise, we would have taken you on. And I sat there and like my first thought was it was not I was not disappointed I was not like, oh no, now I've got to go and find some other job. I was like, right, now I can go traveling. So I booked, my, <laughs> yeah, I know, right? <laughs> that was, the, I realized in that moment that the one thing that I wanted to do, the one thing that was going to make me happy and the one thing that actually excited me at that moment in time was to go traveling. So I booked that ticket. I got on a plane all the way over to Australia and I did the whole like backpacking thing. Um, and it was during that those travels where I was, you know, backpacking around, getting these random jobs that you do as a backpacker, you know, working in bars. I worked on a dairy farm for a little bit. Um, and 
but at the same time, I was like, oh, I want to make some... I, I kind of discovered the whole, you can make money online. I was like, I can do this. I have a laptop. There is Wi-Fi in Australia, um, mostly, uh-huh. maybe not in the, in the outback. Um, so I was like, Let, let's have a go at this. So I tried... I, I started where, where um, a lot of people kind of start with the whole blogging side of things. So I started blogging. I did it. I took my camera. I took photos. I blogged about what I was doing. I was like, yeah, I'm going to do awesome. Yeah, nothing came of that. Um, but that was how I got into that. That's how I started seeing and meeting people. And that's how I, um, um, what's the word I'm looking for? Um, that's how I initially came to meet, um, you know, our, our mutual friend, um, Jamie Atkinson, through yeah. that kind of process. Um, and then as I kind of got to the end, I had all these, like Australia was just, it was so awesome from a number of, I got to do a bunch of different things that, that I'd never do. Like I worked on a dairy farm. I got to swim with whale sharks. Um, I got to like see the the moon rise and the sun, no, sorry, the, the moon set and the sun rise in the same day, like at the same time, like on one side of the sky. Yeah. It, that was kind of cool. Um, but I also got, had the, t- the first time in my life, I had the time to actually think and process who I was, what I wanted to do with my life, and all those kind of things, and kind of explore things that I'd never had the chance to do. And it was during that process that I realised that, like, this entrepreneur stuff's kind of my thing. Um, And then I was, like, chatting with Jamie, and he was telling me about his... um, what what he'd done with his podcast and how he was launching this programme. And I was just like... I think I want a podcast, but at that point, I'd already committed to doing a like a nine thousand, almost a ten thousand kilometer drive, solo drive through the Australian outback. Because why not? <laughs> so I was like, I can't do it right now, but when I'm back, let me know, and um, if you're still doing it, and we'll and we'll do things. So I eventually ended up jumping in, and that's how I started my first podcast, which was called Beyond the Finish Line. At that point, it was all about. Um, athlete uh, former athletes and their kind of journey after they finished sport and into entrepreneurship because that was who I was at that point I'd swam I'd been a competitive swimmer um but the end of my sporting career had was was a whole messy situation that I never really processed and led to a whole bunch of other mental health issues and all that kind of stuff and this podcast while I wanted to make money out of it um, I never did, um, was really therapeutic for me. Um, it was a way that I I found everyone that I talked to had some kind of mel- mental health journey when they left their sport, um, and it was really helpful for me. And it was that, that during that point, as I was listening to these people's stories, telling my own story and, like, diving into the world of funnels, um, I realised that, like, stories are everywhere they're really powerful and actually it's what drives businesses forward and then you know someone was like Rachel did you know that you're really good at selling stories and I was like do you think so (laughs) Um, and at that point I was like okay maybe there's more to this 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 than I thought and that's kind of where the whole story kind of side of things has um, started so that's like me in a I don't know a three minute nutshell (laughs) maybe a bit more yeah so as you talked about your time in Australia and having a, an opportunity just to to think and to process, like to, to come to 
an awareness of who you are, who Rachel yeah. is. Um, what, what came to mind as you were sharing that is what a gift. Um, it seems like there's a lot of folks out there that never get that opportunity and um, they never really come alive, right? They're, they're, yeah. they, they go through the motions of life, but they never really come alive. So, and then, and then you, you started this podcast because there are still these unresolved things with transitioning out of um, being a high level athlete into, um, would we call it transition, transition to normal? I'm, I'm, not, I'm not sure. What? Yeah, yeah, like it's yeah from outside of athlete like it's almost akin to that transition that like obviously it's not quite the same, but that's transition like military people have when they leave the forces. It's that kind of because you you when you're an athlete you're as such you live in a bubble, um like every all everything revolved around training. All my friends were my, you know swimming friends we all did things whenever we socialized it was this group of friends together we all went to the same meets everything was that that kind of thing and then all of a sudden especially with swimming because um swimming is one of those sports where you you're in the pool 10 times a week plus five or six gym gym sessions um so you've got such a rigorous structured life and all of a sudden when you stop you've got all this free time you do not know what to do with it and then on top of that, most people, including me, still eat like a swimmer, and that that is not good because <laughs> you just pile on the weight. That was that that was yeah. one of the hardest things was like realizing that I could not carry on eating anything that I wanted to eat all the time. But <laughs> so, what's you? So how did you? How did you make the shift? Um, how did? Like for you personally, like, yeah, when, when, when did that awareness happen? And then how did you discipline yourself? Is, is it the, the shift out of the sport? Um, well, the shift out of the sport, but also um, just this awareness like, hey, I'm no longer burning 8,000 calories a day. I need to, you know, I need to change my eating habits, change some habits. So um, I guess all of it. So um, for me, it, for me, it was a really, really messy process. So when I was, so I had, but by the time I got to the end of in my last season, I I didn't want to. I was I was almost I guess burnt out. I was I fell out. I, I say I fell out of love with my with, with with swimming. I just didn't want to know it anymore. I didn't want to do any exercise. I just wanted to put it away. I still had some contact with it because I I teach swimming, so I was. Not doing it, but I was still teaching it a little bit, which I actually, that was the only bit that I found enjoyment with. Um, and then I kind of, with my coach, I spent the last like few months of before I stopped, I kind of tried the whole, because I was aware that I'd seen my friends that had come before me that had gone and a few months later, they, you know, were, were ballooned in weight. So I didn't want, I didn't want that to happen to myself. So I was like, okay, I'm going to do like, instead of doing eight sessions this week, I'm going to do six. And then I'll cut it down until like I was doing like two sessions a week or whatever. Um, but it didn't matter because I, what the, the problem that I didn't realize until several years later was that I had stuff up here in my head that needed to be processed. And that was the cause mm. of why, one of the causes of why I didn't, tried to stop eating plus 
like I stopped at like 18, 19, just before I went to university and everyone, at, you know, students, we all eat pasta all of the time. You just live off pasta, right? <laughs> so, and you always make bigger batches of pasta. So, so that that didn't help. Um, but I, I guess for the weight, the weight issue is when I couldn't fit my clothes anymore. That was, I, I look, I saw a photo of myself, and I looked at it and went, I don't like the way that I look. And I tried to do things, but at that point, I was like, I tried to go back to the gym, tried to eat healthy. Some of it was I didn't like with the healthy eating stuff. It took me a little while to learn what worked for me. Um, mm -hmm. But a lot of it was I was already on that slippery slope down, sliding down that black hole. I didn't realize I was on that 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 route at that point. Um, and it took me to hit rock bottom before I could start the really make the changes that I needed to make to like start me on the road to where I am now. Hmm. It's, it's so, yeah, it's unfortunate, but oftentimes we need to hit, we need to hit bottom so we can get some, get some firm, firm ground underneath us. Oh yeah. I'm, I mean, it, it took me a while, a long, I'm talking like several years for me to be able to kind of talk about that kind of time in my life. Um, for obvious reasons, because there was a lot of pain and hurt and emotion like tied up in there. Um, but I'm, if I hadn't gone through that, I wouldn't be where I am now. So, um, it, you know, it's one of those, yes, it was hard. Yes, it was painful. Yes, it was not a great few years, but I'm still grateful for it because I wouldn't be where I am now. So. Yeah, the, right. Uh, the hard trails of the past always tend to lead us where right, right where we're supposed to be and prepare us for what's what we're in and what's ahead. Um, and speaking of which, how has how has being an athlete at that level served you as an entrepreneur? Any carryover? Oh yeah, big time. That was what was one of the one of the things we we talk about on the old show. Um, was you know what that was one of the questions I'd ask all the time. Like what was the what was the you know is there anything that's carried over? And like the like the big thing is that um, obviously as a as an entrepreneur you you're always failing. Stuff doesn't work all the time, right? <laughs> you do something, you try it, it doesn't right. work. You do something out slightly tweak, it doesn't work. And that was the same you know, as an athlete, like I'd swim. I didn't always swim my best time. Um, you know, sometimes I did, sometimes I did. I went, after I had pneumonia when I was 15, it took me three years before I swam my best time again. Um, that was hard. Um, I was putting the work in, I was doing everything right. I was making progress in, in, in training but it wasn't quite getting there in competition. And I was watching all my friends who, when before it, I was in front of them, if not equal to them. And I was watching them go past me, go and qualify for um, junior GB teams and, you know, um, uh, talent ID programs and all that kind of thing. Whereas I was just kind of stuck plodding along, not doing anything. But I knew that it was gonna come eventually. Um, and like knowing that like kind of perseverance and that that inbuilt resilience that that sport gives you, um, has, cert has certainly helped. 
Yeah, the stick to itiveness. Like just keep <clears throat> doing these things and the results will come. Yeah, definitely. And I think I think the the other thing which um a lot of people don't realize is that as an athlete from a very, very young age, you have a coach. You've got someone who's saying, okay, to get better, you need to do this. You need to do this. They fast track. you you ever seen an Olympian that doesn't have a coach? Ever seen a world champion that doesn't have a coach? Um, and I think when you transfer that into like business, that eagerness, not, not necessarily eagerness, but that willingness and, understanding that okay I want to fast track my career I could do this by myself but that person's done it know what knows what to do I'm going to go and ask them to help me um and that and it's not just your willingness to go and get a coach but also the fact that you are coachable because some people not not you know not not to be harsh or anything but not everybody's knows how to be coached if that makes sense it makes perfect sense, of, of course. Like, yeah, like, well, my coach told me to do this, but, or. Yeah. Or, or, like, sometimes I'll be, because I'm in a group coaching program, sometimes I'll be on a call and, um, like, some like the coach will say, um, this is what I recommend you should do because blah, 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 and then the person will come back and argue with them, and it's like, that's not really a valid point. <laughs> but, yeah. Right. Whereas right. I'm like, okay, so, you told me to do this, right? I'm going to go and try it. And if it doesn't work, then I'll come back and argue with you. Right, right. Uh, let me get some data points of my yeah. own. <laughs> uh, I, so I had a CrossFit gym for about seven years. So I ran ran across that. had some amazing people that were very coachable and, and like watched incredible transformation, but also had people that were like, you know, just didn't yeah. listen. Like, <laughs> so... Uh, so as you have moved into, so you went from, um, you, you did the, the first podcast and it, it allowed you to process, um, everything that had gone on, you know, this, athlete, this transition from athlete to entrepreneur. And now is, is the S word, is this your second yeah. podcast or has there been, okay. no, it's my second one. Um, so a storyteller, what's the, what's the background like how did you become a, a storyteller um I don't think it was something that was conscious um I think it's something that I've always done um it's some to be to be honest with you stories is something that everybody tells every single day um but f f for me like I grew up um we'd have the conversation around the dinner table we'd have um, when I was little, like we read stories, storybooks before I go to bed, you know, or watch films. They're full of stories. Um, when I was so I was a, um, a scout um, for a long time and we on camp, we'd sit around the campfire and we'd swap stories. Um, and just that, you know, these stories didn't mean anything like they'd be just events. And like I'd have but then I do all these things and I've had tales and stories to tell other people and just that that practice of of telling people a story and, and almost not realizing that when something didn't work the next time I tell it slightly different and see if that works and you know that that kind of trial and error testing it um but like as a as a teenager um even till today I found it very very 
difficult to express in words like how I felt or what was going on in my head for I, I don't know why it's just the, the way I am I guess and um, so I'd often I kept a diary so I write the stories in there I often um would translate sometimes I'd translate the way that I was feeling into poems so in and I but my my poetry was often very um oh what's the word um like metaphor in in a in like an extended metaphor um mm-hmm. because that was the way that it worked and it was often a, a um in a, a story form um there was some kind of story in there um so i guess i was it was i've just always been around them always used them and it wasn't until you know i got to the entrepreneurship side of things that that people were like and i realized that i actually had a bit of a knack for it without really trying um and then once I tried yeah and then once I started studying a little bit more into it like I love the science behind s- storytelling um that that comes from my scientific background as well um but like once I started delving into like the science and the psychology behind why it works and and the the nuances of it I obviously I, I saw the stories get better um and then I tried helping other people and they were like, this is so much easier. This is, this makes a lot of sense. Like for, for example, I was um, helping a friend the other week. She was crafting her origin story um, and she'd wrote it all out for me. And I was look, looked, um, she was going to, it was going to be on a Facebook live, but she wrote out the script of kind of what she wanted to say. And I went through it and she had spent so much time on her the background and everything that she'd been through and not enough time on like the transformation side of things and the this is the reason why we're telling this is what I how I can help you um that by the time she got to that bit it was like you know 30 seconds a brief summary of of what she'd done and I was like we need to kind of change this up a bit so we cut back on the the backstory we extended on the transformation bit and the solution bit of the story and when she went out and 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 you know did it it was like a different a different response to what she'd got in the past just because we'd you know manipulated the the structure of her story a little bit um and she was just like wow um i thought i was telling stories right because i was following afraid the, the, the this uh, i think it was the epiphany bridge script framework that russell brunson sells but um, what you helped me do was so much better um, because you helped me see that the script is there, but it's not just about, it's about where you spend the time in the story that, that help people make the leap from where you were to where you are now and where they are to where they can be now. That's awesome. Uh, what comes so earlier we touched on how the the trails of the past and you know you basically from from scientist to storyteller um, is 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 really a very condensed version of uh, yeah. scientist storyteller, um, uh, but it's but it's still it served you as a storyteller right yeah. that 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 background yeah. so, that curiosity so here's like, the funny thing right works. Here's, when I was writing my PhD thesis like during the whole of my PhD my one of my supervisors always used to refer to like my thesis as my science story and I was like what the hell are you on about it's not a story it's science it's like a this is what you do. 
But it wasn't until like after I'd like, it wasn't until I started getting into the, the entrepreneur side and studying stories. Like, actually, she was right. It was a story. So, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so always a storyteller. Um, you mentioned that you're helping your friend. Is that something you do for um, as part of your business? Um, oh, yeah, yeah, just, yeah. Just... Yeah, it was um... – so, so... Yeah, it, it was it was it was her business side of things. It was it was uh, someone that she, I mean, it it was there was there was a, trans, a transaction fee, but it was very low because it was like I've known you for a long time. It's fine. I'll sort you out, kind of kind of deal. But yeah, it is that that is something that I do do in my businesses. And going back to you, so when. If I wanted to work with you, so go back to what we talked about a little bit ago. Um, do you? I'd imagine you run into people there that aren't very coachable, or or are all the clients like, "Hey, yes, thanks, Rachel. We'll <laughs> do exactly what you tell me." Oh yeah, definitely. There's 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 always um, there's always strategies for, and I think though, um, getting used to you know coaching people that are not necessarily used to being coached or. Uh, can or are you know want to their their way of being coached is arguments it's just experiencing um getting used to figuring out the the frameworks and the strategies to get over that um but to be honest like if i've i've been teaching little kids and talking like four and five year olds how to swim for years and if i can um, the way that I see it, if I can persuade a kid that's crying to get in the water and by the end of the lesson be swimming and h- happy, then I'm sure I can help an ad- an, 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 um, a grown adult, maybe, um, you know, with with coaching with what they're doing. Um, you know, it's, it's, it's the, the similar kind of, yes, it's different age groups, different kinds of coaching and teaching, but the frameworks are um, transferable. That's the word I was looking for. Yeah. So there's some things you just that, um, well, I, I was going to say that always work. Um, and I, I just mentioned that. Well, yeah, there's a, always, a little there's bit always ago, tweaks about, to make, but. <laughs> right. And that's what, that's what I was getting at is, you know, when you think about your, your business or my business or any business, there are some things that, um, because you mentioned earlier, business is just, you know, you, we experiment and you, it works or it doesn't work. You fail, you, you readjust yeah. it. Um, but under, under, underneath that, there's certain frameworks or processes that are pretty, um, pretty tried and true and consistent. And you just kind of tweak around that, kind of change the, change the blanket on the, on the bed, for instance. <laughs> yeah, I like that analogy. Mm-hmm. Cool. So the... How long has the podcast been? How, how long have you had the podcast? The S word. The S word has been. What are we on? So as we're recording right now, it's been out about three weeks. Live. So three weeks. Yeah. Cool. And are you are you excited? Who's like when you think of um, like who would you just love to have on? Who like would if I you love could reach to have out to on. anybody, yeah. I would love to have, like, probably Catherine Jones. I'd love to have her on. 
and chat to her about s stories and and what she and how she works because yeah I, I admire what she does and also like well just saying that I love McCall Jones I I, I love her energy um, and what she's doing with the whole charisma hacking so like and obviously their sister-in-law so maybe you can have them both at the same time who knows um, but yeah I think th those two are definitely um, up there awesome have you and I don't know why this just came to mind um, did you save your poetry you talked about um, writing poetry do you did you save it uh, some of it, yeah, because I wrote. I had like a. I had like a, a notebook type thing which I wrote in. So it's it's still in my room somewhere. Um, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, and do you? I, do, do I you try still... not to look at it. I looked at it once, and some of them I cringed at, and I was like, "Oh, that's so bad." But you know, we all had to start somewhere, right? We all suck at the beginning. Right. Right. Um... Um, I think it was uh, it's John Maxwell talks about he was going to go back and revise a book of his that he'd written early on and he, he like started reading too. He's like, oh, this is terrible. I can't revise this. I just need to start over. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, do you still do you still write poetry? Um, not really, to be honest. Um, it was a way. Uh -huh. It was a way for me to. Um, process what was going on in my head because I found it difficult to say it out loud but like one of the things that which I think is one of the reasons why I ended up going down having the the mental health problem being having depression but after that one of the things that I consciously like did was made sure that I tried to speak out loud tried like to I practiced saying out loud what was going on in my head how I was feeling um and I'm by, by no means I'm perfect at it. There are times where I just shut down and don't say anything. Um, but I'm getting better, um, for sure. Um, but it was that was one of the things that I consciously decided that I needed to do to because I was terrified of going back to that place. I did not. I still don't want to go back to that place. Um, and that was one of the things that I realized because the reason one of the reasons why I ended up there was because I didn't ask for help. Um, I, I just couldn't. I couldn't get it out. I didn't ask for help, and so I knew that I needed to be able to be, to be able to ask for help, to be able to express what I'm feeling, so that um, it didn't happen again. So, yeah, that's probably the reason why I don't, I don't really write anymore. I mean, there are occasions where I'm like, um, I, I dabble, but not 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 very. It's more. It's very rare now. Sure. Sure, sure. So you mentioned, um, and, and I guess I'm, I'm going to probably hang our hat on this. You mentioned being willing to ask for help. What would you? So I mean, what did? What would you say to somebody that is that may be struggling with depression or anxiety or, or mental mental health or just just kind of in a funk? Like, um, in, in case in case one of our listeners or some of our listeners are are there right now, what would you? What would, what would you offer, Rachel? Um, I would say, like, the it's. I know. It, I understand where you're at. I know. I understand that it's hard, and that you, that, that you, that that judgment's there. That what people are gonna think. Um, but I felt even the first time that I said I needed help, I felt such relief, and I could already. Feel 
feel like I was on that path to recovery. Um, mm. And it doesn't have to be, like the person that you ask for help doesn't have to be your family member, doesn't have to be a friend. It can be someone anonymous. There are, there are I, I don't know what the numbers are for, for different places all over the world, but I'm, like, I know in the UK there are, you know, there are phone lines that you can phone, that you can text, the web chats, that you, websites you can go on and chat to people um, that are trained to help you. If you feel because I know for me sometimes I feel it's easier opening up to people who I don't know more than it is mm -hmm. opening up to people that I do know. Um, so it doesn't matter who it is, just talk to somebody. Um, or even it, even if you write it down in a letter, in an email, and send your email to your your family member or whatever, like. It's still asking. It doesn't have to be verbal. It can be. It can be written. It can be um, recorded and send them a voice note. Um, but what the important thing is 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 just to tell someone how you're feeling because it's not going to get better until you do. Thank you for that. Um, if so. With that, I, I'm I'm just gonna add if if you're listening and you like don't know who to contact, you feel free to reach out to me. Uh, Todd at CoachToddHalls.com uh, is my email, and I am here to serve. So um, I just want to throw that out there quick. It seems like the right time to do that. Rachel, for our listeners that want to connect and learn more about all things Rachel Boardman and the S word, etc., where do we where do they get in touch with you? Where do they find you? Yeah, sure. So the podcast is available like wherever you listen to podcasts. Um, if you search for The S Word with Rachel Boardman, you should find it. I recommend listening to the trailer. It's probably one of the best business trailers you've ever heard. Um, not not trying to brag, but it is kind of different to what most people what most most, most people do. Um, you but other than that, you can find me over on Facebook. Um, just search Rachel Boardman Manchester, and you should find me. Um, or on Instagram. Instagram, I'm at Rach Boardman. Um, oh, and like as a gift for all your listeners, like if you want to get involved in storytelling a little bit more, like um, if you head over to www.storiesthatconvert.co.uk forward slash quest, um, then there's a free little gift for you there. It's my story selling blueprint quest, um, which will help you figure out how to tell stories that that work for you in your business cool wow thank you and i will um i will try and get that i didn't catch it all but i'll try and get that in the <laughs> in the show notes so folks if you're listening to this and and you want to just go to the show notes for that awesome gift uh the, the link will be there rachel what a gift you have given in your time and and just sharing with us thank you so very much i, I greatly appreciate it um listeners Thank you for your time. You are awesome. Thanks for being here. I can't wait until next time. Hope hope you're able to join join us then. Uh, until then, what whatever it is God's put on your heart, whatever you have in mind, remember you can. I believe in you. Until next time, peace to you. Well, thank you so much for listening. For even more on turning trials into triumphs and seeking and embracing success, go to toddhalls.life. That's toddhalls.life. And I look forward to serving you.
Until next time, be strong, be bold, be humble, stay healthy, stay hopeful. Peace to you.